Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Tesla's 2023 annual shareholder meeting in Austin, Texas. <laughs> My name is Martin Vieca. I'm Vice President of Investor Relations, and I will be the chair of today's meeting. Uh, first of all, I really wanted to thank everyone who continues to do this trip on annual basis and shows up every time. It's really quite something that we have a following as dedicated as this. So thank you very much for that. I also wanted to thank our first-time visitors. Uh, I know that many of you won a lottery to come for the first time to a Tesla shareholder meeting. <laughs> You'll probably notice that unlike many other shareholder meetings of other companies, this one tends to be a bit more fun, so uh, <laughs> hope you enjoy that. But the last thing I really wanted to say is that just thank you so much for all your support over the years. We really feel like you're part of our mission, you know, part of our uh, you know, story, and it's something we truly, truly value. So thank you so much for that. Um, I, will call, I will now call the meeting to order. Uh, please refer to the meeting agenda that has been provided to you and posted on the virtual meeting site. The time is now 3.10 p.m. Central Time, and I declare the polls are now open. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and I am technically, technically, a Model Y long-range owner. However, when I went to pick it up yesterday, the car was thrown an error code. They reset it and said, you're good to go, sir. I drove about 30 miles, and then I wasn't good to go because it was started throwing the same error code again. So I had to take it back, and I don't think I'm going to get it back until Wednesday which is uh, a bummer. So now I'm driving around a dirty Model 3 that they gave me. So fun stuff. I will say that the folks at the Tesla service center in Mesa were fantastic. Like I have no complaints on, on their customer service. However, a little disappointing. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to round up 
wrap up. We are here to wrap up Tesla's 2023 shareholders meeting with uh, the the business of the stockholders. So we're going to call this the business edition. We're going to start off with Robin Denholm. She is the chairperson of the board, and she's just going to give us her opening remarks. And she's just going to give us a recap slash update on some of the things that are going on with Tesla. I do need to let you know that this is not her full statement. These clips have been edited because if I gave you her full statement, I don't know that it would be all that interesting. I took the best parts. We're going to talk about them. It's our third straight year of having the annual meeting here in Austin. At the first meeting, the factory was still in the early stages of development with equipment being installed and commissioned. During the 2022 meeting, production had started to ramp as we produced about 1,600 vehicles that week. And now, less than a year later, we have more than tripled the amount, having achieved production of 5,000 cars in a single week. A huge congratulation to the Texas team. And on top of that, we are getting ready to roll out our first Cybertrucks. This exponential trajectory of the Gigafactory here in Texas is a reflection of Tesla as a whole. In 2022 was another record-breaking year for us with deliveries growing by 40% year over year. And that trend has continued in the first quarter of 2023. We would not be able to achieve this growth without the dedication of our amazing employees. I've been fortunate enough over the years to actually travel to many of our locations, all of the gigafactories around the world, and I can tell you that I've witnessed firsthand how our exceptional employees in in our global talent across the world has together achieved our mission or furthered our mission of accelerating the world's transition to sustainable energy. Man, time sometimes sneaks up on you, doesn't it? I didn't realize this was their third year of doing the shareholder meeting in Austin. It's just craziness. Let's see here. 5,000 cars per week at Giga Texas, which is great. And 2022 deliveries grew over 40% also fantastic. Let's move on to our next clip. As a startup, Tesla proved that electric vehicles could be fun with the Roadster. They could even be better than gas-powered vehicles in every single way with the SNX and could be all of these things as well as affordable with the Model 3 and Model Y, which last quarter became the best-selling vehicle of any kind in Europe and the best-selling non-pickup vehicle in the United States. And today, as, part, as one of the world's largest global companies, we plan to change the paradigm again by forging the path to achieving a global sustainable energy economy as set out at our Investor Day in our Master Plan 3. As Tesla grows, so do our customers' positive impact on carbon emissions. They talk a lot about Master Plan 3 in this shareholders meeting. And when I say a lot, 
more than I think they should for just having had uh, their investor day where they covered Master Plan 3. Like they outlined it just a few weeks ago. So my guess is, is they did not get the response that they wanted to get from the original investor day. And I'm not surprised. There was no headline headline grabbing announcement in this. It was awesome and, and very nerdy. But I don't think it was compelling to anyone else who doesn't follow this stuff on a day-to-day basis like we do. Like I think there might have been two or three cool things in there. And then beyond that, they're like, all right, I mean it's a lot of nerdy stuff that people aren't going to follow on a regular basis. I'm not surprised it didn't get very much play in the media. And I don't think it wasn't because what Tesla said wasn't important. I think it was just because it was so uh, nerdy and so geeky. If you don't follow it or if you're not in the industry, which I am definitely not, but I do follow it quite a bit. I don't know how, where your point of reference would be to know if it was impressive or not impressive. Like some of the stuff I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to take your work for it because I, I just don't know. Our next clip is going to be Martin Viega officially starting the meeting. We have majority of outstanding shares represented at the meeting. So I declare that there's a quorum present at the meeting and we may proceed with the meeting. Perfect. Thank you, Martin. All right, there were six proposals. Five of them were in Tesla's shareholder deck, and one of them was not for some procedural reason that I don't understand and and probably shouldn't get into because even if I kind of understood it, I'd almost certainly be getting it wrong. The first proposal, proposal number one, was a vote for class one directors. So that was to reelect Elon Musk, who who has been a director on the board since 2004, reelect Robin Dunholm, who's been on the board since 2014. She was actually elected chair of the board after Elon got into trouble uh, and was told that he could no longer be chairman of the board and CEO. He had to pick which one he wanted to do. Uh, But I think Robin's done a really good job chairing the board. And then a new board of directors, J.B. Straubel, who was Tesla's former uh, chief technology officer, He also left Tesla to found Redwood Materials. He's the CEO of Redwood Materials. And Redwood Materials, I'm going to say that one more time, Redwood Materials is a battery recycling company. And that concludes me being awkward for proposal number one. Please stand by for awkwardness with proposal number two. Tesla's proposal for non-binding advisory vote on executive compensation Basically, this is known as a say-on-pay vote. It pertains to the overall compensation of all named executive officers and the philosophy, policies, and practices outlined in the proxy statement. As best as I can tell, the vote is not specific to any individual or item of compensation, but it serves as an opportunity for stockholders to express their opinion on executive compensation. So that's proposal number two. Proposal number three is how often do we get to vote on executive compensation and shareholders got to vote one, two, or three years. Proposal number four was ratifying and approving the appointment of an independent registered public accounting firm. So we're going to move past that. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And that moves us to proposal number five, which is um, the stockholder proposal regarding reporting on key person risk, which key person would be Elon. So let's go ahead and listen. We actually have audio for this, so you don't have to listen to me read it. Somebody else will. And I should mention that Tesla's board recommended that shareholders vote approve on all proposals except for the fifth one and the sixth one that we'll hear in a moment, which are shareholder proposals. The first four were uh, board proposals. So let's listen in. With respect to stockholder proposal included in our proxy statement, which relates to the reporting on the key man risk, Karen Roberts-Dotier, on behalf of Sumtris, is here to present this proposal. Ms. Roberts-Dotier, can you please identify yourself? I would like to invite you to speak. You will have three minutes. Hello. Uh, thank you for having me here today. Under discussion is a shareholder proposal concerning key person risk at Tesla, requiring Tesla's board to draft a report covering the steps taken to ameliorate the potential impacts of the loss of key persons in the company. Um, however, before I begin, I would first like to say thank you to Mr. Musk. For so many of us, you stepped into fields where we had so desperately wanted to see change, and through bringing in a talented team, willing to put in long hours, you dragged reluctant industries kicking and screaming into a better future, and for that, um, thank you building up this uh, juggernaut around us, which, as you largely put it, uh, runs itself these days. Um, Thank you for that. And yet, now here we are today, 
at a time when Tesla's technological leadership should be on display, the investment community largely sees us as a drift, with management focused on all the matters not Tesla, watching as Tesla's brand favorability dropped by 15 points last year, something that costs us margins. We have such a spectacular product pipeline and a team that knows how to execute at scale with low cost of goods sold, something that we are not being properly recognized for. It should go without saying, but apparently bears repeating, that if you cannot produce with low cogs, you have no future. When I look around the auto industry these days, I see a lot of companies that have no future. Um, and that's a success on behalf of an incredible team here at Tesla that deserves recognition. But when people look at this company, that's not what they see. They see the company as a synonym for its CEO. And then the discussion turns to everything except for where it should be focused. It's my sincere hope that by introducing this proposal, we can not only accelerate the development of management at Tesla, but also increase its visibility. The fact that this company is so much more than its key persons is something that the public and the investment community should see. A founder often finds their greatest success in ensuring the future of the company and the development of the management talent who can come after them. Think Tim Cook at Apple, Steve Ballmer at Microsoft, and so forth. People who are ready from day one to execute without controversy, without distraction, and build a future for the company. I encourage the board should embrace this opportunity in the most public manner possible to showcase the future being built right here so that the discussion among the public and the investment community resolves, revolves around that and not around every public statement on every other topic made by the leadership. Um, I strongly encourage the board, the uh, shareholders to support this proposal and for the board to embrace it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ms. roberts -Dor. The board is recommended that our stockholders vote against this proposal for the reasons set forth in our statement of opposition in our proxy statement. So let's go ahead and listen to that statement of opposition. Now, I did use 11 labs and a synthesized voice for this because there's no way I was going to get through it without messing it all up. So just be aware. The board has considered this proposal and determined that it would be detrimental to the interests of Tesla and our stockholders. Contrary to the proponents' claims, Tesla does recognize that recruiting and retaining a highly talented and experienced management team, not just the CEO, is critical to Tesla's success. The board and the management of Tesla are best equipped to carry out succession planning, as well as to handle day-to-day -day hiring, promotion, and termination decisions. Such decisions take into consideration numerous criteria that are continually adapted to meet the evolving demands of Tesla— as determined by the board and management. Adopting this proposal would cause unnecessary competitive harm to Tesla and undermine our efforts to recruit and retain management. The disclosures requested by the stockholder proponent, such as identification of key persons and the amelioration of their potential loss, would lead to potential disclosure of confidential and sensitive information, such as our business strategy and outlook. Our most promising internal candidates, any desirable external candidates and other factors that our board currently considers in the succession planning process. By publicly naming key persons and disclosing mitigation action plans, the proposal invites our competitors to target and recruit high-value executives away from Tesla, including those who may be identified as potential successors as part of succession planning. 
Furthermore, executives who are not identified as key persons or potential successors may choose to voluntarily leave Tesla and may create unwelcome tensions amongst the management team. Additionally, the board already devotes significant time to leadership development efforts and implements several of the procedures discussed by the proponent above. Through regular discussions in meetings and executive sessions at both the board and committee level, the board follows certain processes regarding the evaluation of management positions. Furthermore, the Compensation Committee provides guidance for and reviews and approves key leadership hiring and development and retention plans to manage and mitigate the loss of any key persons. Our directors also regularly communicate and engage with management talent and potential successors to management positions in meetings held throughout the year, as well as through informal events and interactions, allowing them to further identify and provide exposure to qualified successors. From an external standpoint, during Tesla's Investor Day, held in March 2023, we provided our stockholders additional visibility into our management team. As a result, this proposal, if adopted, would constrain the ability of the board and management to effectively oversee and manage succession planning, day-to-day -day hiring, promotion and termination decisions that require consideration of numerous criteria that are continually adapted to meet the ever-evolving demands of a company as dynamic as Tesla. In light of the foregoing, we believe the proposal would be detrimental to the interests of Tesla and our stockholders. I think this is a reasonable request by shareholders. Knowing that there's a succession plan in place and that the company is in good hands, I think that is really important. And it makes a lot of sense that if you've tied up a lot of your fortune, you want to know that if somebody as vital to the company as Elon Musk, Elon and Tesla are almost one and the same. When you think of Elon, you think of Tesla and vice versa. Um, you want to know that somebody who has that much of themselves wrapped up into a company and, and that much of that company's brand wrapped up into that, that person, which is Elon, you want to know that if Elon leaves, your, your investment is not going to be completely uh, obliterated because this person decided that they were going to go off and run a different company uh, at some point in time. Like, I think this people invest have invested a lot of money and they want the CEO of the, the company that they invested in and they largely invested in some of them, largely invested in this company because of that CEO they want that CEO to actually be spending time at, let's say, Tesla and most of their focus to be on Tesla. So I don't think it's unreasonable. However, I also don't think that the, the, the board's response to this was unreasonable. I thought that it was a very measured response. I do think it's a problem when you have a CEO who owns 20% of the shares, or I think he owns over 20% of the shares, uh, and manages to get all of uh, his own people on the board, his brother is on the board, uh, you know, um, he's had friends on the board, he's on the board, you know, like this kind of thing. I, I think that when the board is so tied to the CEO and the CEO owns so much of the company, 
it may not be the best um just saying leave it up to the board may not be the best option either so yeah it's complicated is what i'm saying there it's complicated all right let's hear about proposal number six finally as you saw and investor advocates for social justice would like to raise a proposal from the floor the proponents did not seek to have their proposal included in the proxy statement the board recommends that our stockholders who are entitled to vote on this proposal vote against it. As a reminder, as is disclosed in a proxy statement, I've been advised by the proxy holders that they intend to vote all, all shares of stock over which they have discretionary authority against this proposal. Only shareholders who are shareholders of record or have obtained a legal proxy may vote for this proposal after it is presented. Courtney Wicks, representing Investor Advocates for Social Justice, is here to present the proposal. Ms. Wicks, I would like you to speak. You will have three minutes. Thank you. Good afternoon, Tesla board members, management, employees, and shareholders. My name is Courtney Wicks, and I am the Executive Director for Investor Advocates for Social Justice. And I'm here on behalf of As You Sow and the Sisters of the Good Shepherd, who have filed shareholder proposals in the past on child labor and human rights abuses in Tesla's supply chain. I stand here today to call on shareholders to vote yes on requesting Tesla to conduct a third-party report detailing the company's efforts to eradicate child and forced labor in its supply chain. The human rights risks that permeate throughout Tesla's value chain when not adequately addressed harm shareholder value and undermine Tesla's ability to lead the just transition. Growing attention and concern have been placed on child labor in cobalt mining in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, as well as on forced labor in China's Xinjiang region. 70% of the world's cobalt needed for EV batteries are sourced in the DRC over 40,000 children work in artisanal and small-scale mining, often without protective equipment and in dangerous spaces that frequently collapse. Many children are seriously injured or killed in the mining process. In Tesla's latest sustainability report, it claims to have audited 80% of the miners and refiners in their cobalt supply chain against responsible production standards. However, there are many industry-backed standards, some of which are weak, and it isn't clear what percentage of audits were conducted by which initiatives. It is also unclear how the company's due diligence ensures cobalt sourced from child labor is not intermingled in the industrial cobalt supply chain. Subsequently, an estimated 1.8 million people have been subject to state-imposed genocide, detention and internment camps, and forced labor in the Xinjiang Uyghur region. A recent study concluded that automakers cannot conduct meaningful audits in this region. The recent Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act in the United States Senate inquiry into Tesla's supply chain highlights the regulatory risk Tesla faces. We believe a third-party audit would provide greater transparency into how Tesla plans to eradicate child and forced labor from its supply chain. One of Tesla's competitive advantages is its sustainable leadership. Tesla, its board of directors and management team have a moral obligation to pursue ethical sourcing practices that do not rely on the lives of children or enslaved people. 
Tesla can continue to make a true leadership difference that forges a sustainable economic future that is anchored by innovation, empathy, human development, and shareholder value. Thank you. Now, the board's recommendation was not to pass this proposal. And I believe, in fact, that it wasn't passed. I don't know all the ins and outs and procedural rules for earnings calls or shareholders meetings, and I don't know why it wasn't included in the proxy statement. There's probably a reason. I don't I don't have that answer. Only certain people with certain shares could vote on this. Again, I, I don't know all of the ins and outs of this stuff, but I think it failed. But here's Elon's answer to it, because he was going over Master Plan 3, and uh, he stopped in the middle of it, and he said this. I, I, and I heard a question raised about uh, cobalt mining. Um, and y- you know what? We, we will do a third-party audit. So, so, in, in fact, we'll, we'll put a webcam on the mine. <laughs> And if, if anybody sees any children, please let us know. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I don't want to go off on a tangent too much on that front, but it's very important to appreciate that uh, most of our battery packs um, are iron-based. Um, a majority of our battery packs are iron-based, not cobalt. Um, and, the, the, and, and then our other battery packs are nickel-based and not cobalt. The nickel batteries use a little bit of cobalt as a binder, um, but only a tiny amount. In contrast, your phones all use 100% cobalt. <laughs> I recommend complaining to the phone manufacturers. <laughs> But even for the small amount of cobalt that we do use, we will make sure, six ways to Sunday, that that no child labor is being exploited. Obviously, we're a company that cares a lot about doing the right thing, um, and we don't want to delude ourselves or delude anyone else. I'm really happy that Elon has decided that they're going to do a third-party audit because Tesla put out an audit and she mentioned this that said that Tesla's immediate suppliers aren't using child labor but they want them to go several layers into that supply chain and make sure that none of those folks are using child labor either which I think is completely reasonable like I wouldn't want my company especially if it was a multi-billion dollar company I mean even if it wasn't even if it was just this podcast if you found out that I was using child labor on this podcast um you, you should be really angry at me but if I if I had suppliers in parts of the world where child labor and forced labor was prominent and I was operating in those areas or suppliers were operating in those areas I wanted to make I would feel morally obligated to make sure that we weren't using any suppliers that were trading in humans, whether that's forced labor, child labor, whatever. I would want to make sure that we are definitely not involved in any of that for a variety of reasons, you know, up to and including, and the most important one is it's ethically and morally wrong. So I'm glad that Elon decided that they are going to do this third-party audit. 
Now, having said that, I am a little bummed out that he decided to express um, his willingness to do this in the way that he did it. And he, he said, well, if you have a problem with the cobalt, then talk to the cell phone companies because their batteries use a lot of cobalt. The problem with that is this is not Tesla. This is not Apple's shareholder meeting. I think people should be holding Apple and other cell phone uh, makers their foot to the fire and making sure that they're not using any uh, suppliers that are using child labor or forced labor. I think this is really important. Um, so to say that you know to to try and pull pull the focus from Tesla and onto those companies that doesn't really address the issue is which is are your suppliers using child labor or forced labor and are your suppliers suppliers using best practices and living up to what you expect from your suppliers. So I think in a little way, I was a little disappointed in Elon's answer because this isn't a funny topic. This is a serious topic. All right, let's get to the results of the proposals. Martin's going to read those off for us. I declare the polls are now closed. Based on proxies we have previously received, I'd like to announce on preliminary basis that our stockholders have, have approved the recommendations of the Tesla board on all agenda items, except that uh, shareholders have recommended one year for non-binding advisory vote on the frequency of future votes on executive compensation. This means that I would like to officially announce our new addition to the Tesla board, J.B. Straubel. And that also includes this episode of the Kilowatt Podcast. Oh, no clapping? Okay, that's a bummer. Uh, Martin had the, the crowd warmed up, and then they just kind of they just kind of died. So that's what happens when you listen to this show. You die inside. All right, everybody, that is it. I do want to thank, while I was writing this episode, uh, Charles is a new Patreon supporter. Charles, I will thank you properly on the next episode. But since we are at the end here and you just subscribed as we're ending this podcast, I want to say thank you. You can join Charles by going to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com. If you would like to support the show, there's also links in the show notes and yeah, that will do it for me. Our next episode will be news. So see you soon. That concludes the official business of today's shareholder meeting, which is now adjourned. A huge round of applause, please.